Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Started. Hey, it worked. Talk Recorded live. Hi, everybody. It's March the 22nd, 2018, and it's time for my private audio call. Tonight, our special guest speaker, backed by popular demand, is Rich Iverson, the man that was the master of traffic. Hello. Hi, Rich. You there? Jesus, what are you doing? Well, scraping I'm, a fan? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I just, um, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I'm done like with that. Stuff. And uh, you, you're, uh, you see, the only reason you knew that is because you're a, a world-renowned chef. Wow. I know. That see, that's, you a, know. that's a chef sound. So anyway. Yeah. Um yeah, let's talk traffic, shall we? Um, for those people who don't know who I am, it won't matter if I tell you anyway. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm I'm a dude, and I was uh, growed up here in California. This is uh, where I'm from, where I popped out. And I've been studying law for about 30 years. And um, uh, I've learned quite a bit about uh, something near and dear to everybody's heart, and that's driving, what it is and what it's not. And um, I'm of the opinion that the majority of people don't know what driving is. So I'm going to tell you, uh, because a lot of people um, wouldn't do it if they knew what it was. At least I wouldn't claim that's what they were doing if they knew what driving actually was. So um, after, you know, 25, 30 years of studying this stuff, here, here's what I'm convinced of and what I would suggest everybody begin doing if they want to uh, begin to get out from under this crap called the driver's license and the vehicle code. Because once you figure this out, I think you're going to be a little upset because we have been conned. It is, it is major. It is massive. And our government employees are making money hand over fist based on how ignorant we are. So here it is in a nutshell. A driver is an employee. They're a delivery employee. That's what a driver is. So how many of the folks, you folks on the call tonight, have a driver's license? Okay. How many of you identify yourself as a driver and what you do is driving in a motor vehicle? If that's what you believe and that's what you say and those are the words that you use, what you're saying is that your occupation is that of a delivery employee. You're doing, uh, someone with a driver's license delivers stuff or people. That's what a driver is. In a motor vehicle, 
is a tool used to deliver people or stuff. That's it. Okay, Angela, thanks for having me on. Uh, maybe we'll catch you next time. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, that's really what it boils down to. Everybody has been misled. Everybody has been taught that you have to have a driver's license to drive, and driving is a privilege. That's all true. None of that is false. It is completely true. If you want to drive a motor vehicle, you better get your butt over to the DMV and fill out the application and qualify and pay them. Because if you don't, you're breaking the law. It's a crime to drive without a license. Now, everybody who's on this call that has a license, do you deliver stuff for a living? Yes or no? If you don't, no. then here's a question. All right, then here's a question. What are you doing with a permission slip to, to do a job you don't do? Well, we all thought we had to have one. You know, it's right. like a, a rite of passage. You turn 16, it's like, oh, I got to go get my right. permit. You know, first thing you want to do when you turn 16, right? And, 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 and that's appropriate for the following reason. When we were little, we were surrounded by adults. And what we heard was from adults who were doing their best to help us out and protect us. They didn't want us to get in any trouble. So mom and dad are our primary role models, and they're the primary adults in our life. And what they taught us was wrong. Our mom and dad was mis were, were misled. And unfortunately, they misled us. And as a result, we went over to the Department of Motor Vehicles and we asked for the privilege for, the, for our employees' permission to work in a certain field. That's what we did. We asked for our government employees' permission so that we could validly be employed in the occupation of driver. And that is not what the schools are teaching children. So by the time someone hits 15, they're ready to rock. They want to they get in a car with mom, dad. They don't care with some adult so they can go someplace in a car. And that's what they want to do. So they go get a learner's permit. And they learn how to prepare themselves for the job of delivering pizza or flowers or working at Yellow Cab or Uber or Flight or UPS or FedEx. You know, that's it. What are schools for if not preparing children to get a job in some field? That's what school is for. So driver education, when I was going to school, high school, that was offered to sophomores. 
And everybody was looking forward to driver ed because that was the first step in the rite of passage you just spoke about, Angela. Driver ed. We're going to sit in those little, you know, phony cars and pretend we're going somewhere and watch, uh, you know, the movies and stuff. And we're going to figure this out. But you know what they never told us? They never told us that we were preparing for a job. People who are, uh, go to driving school, they're learning how to be a cab driver or deliver pizzas. Now, if people want evidence that the driver's license permits commercial use of the streets and highways in a tool or a piece of equipment called motor vehicle, easy, one word. You want some evidence that the driver's license permits commercial use of the street, streets and highways? It permits you to get paid to deliver someone or something? You, one word, simple word, three letters. Begins with a C, cab. Hey, folks, people are laughing at us. The answers are staring at us right in the face. All the answers are in the vehicle code, and when you get in your car and you go out in the street and you see a cab, well, guess what? All of you people on this call, pull your driver's license out of your wallet and see what class you have. It's going to be in California, it's class C. And isn't it interesting that commerce begins with the letter C? How coincidental. Um, and isn't it coincidental that vehicle code section 12,000A, uh, 12,500A uh, is the section that a policeman will cite if you're driving without a license, 12,500A of the California Vehicle Code. Check it out. Or check out the uh, section in your own vehicle code. Driving without a license is a crime. So uh, section, if you want to find out if, uh, you know, who is regulated by 12,500A, you can ask a policeman if he's ever stopped a cab driver. And if he's ever cited a cab driver for driving without a license. I'll bet there's a policeman somewhere in this country who's pulled over a cab driver and cited them for driving without a license. What does that tell you? What that ought to tell you is that driving is commerce. It's business. No cab driver, no one who's a cab driver can drive a cab unless they have a valid class license. Don't believe me. Find a cab driver and ask them what class license they have to have in order to qualify for the job. And then after they get done telling you, take out your license and take a look at it. You put yourself in the same category as a cab driver. You put yourself in the same category as someone who wants to deliver people or stuff for a living. Ha, ha, ha. That's the scam. You've been scared 
into identifying yourself and your property and your conduct as something other than what it actually is. The school you were forced to attend, the school you were, your mom and dad were forced to pay for, left out a whole lot of information. And as a result, you're scared. You're scared of being stopped by one of your employees. You're scared of losing your car taken by one of your employees who accuse you of violating a section from your vehicle code. Here's a question. If I'm not an undertaker, how can I possibly violate or fail to comply with the rules applicable to undertaking? If a cop accuses me of undertaking without a license, the cop has to prove I'm an undertaker, number one, and that number two, I was undertaking at the time I was interrupted by the officer who then accused me. They have to establish I'm an undertaker and was on the job at the time I was accused of undertaking without a license in order for them to be successful. Hey, folks, all you law brainiacs, just change the word undertaker to driver. Bingo. Driving's a job. It's an occupation. The license permits the holder to be employed in the transportation business. Transportation business is delivery. Look in your business and professions code um, uh, for carrier. A carrier is a driver. A driver is a carrier. They carry, haul, or move stuff or people from point A to point B for compensation. The license permits the commercial use of the streets and highways. Those of you who use your car to go do commerce at a grocery store are not using your, your car to earn a living. You're simply using it to get to the grocery store so you can do commerce, but you're not doing commerce using your car. So when a cop pulls someone over, uh, what they're alleging is the violation, the failure to comply with a commercial rule. You feel like a dope? You're being laughed at. You're paying, you're paying criminals. Policemen are pulling people over right now alleging violations of commercial rules. And they never prove that, that, that the party they accused of violating the rule was actually involved in the activity the license permits. They never prove it. <clears throat> they, never, they never show up with any evidence. A passenger. Uh, let's go over some words. Because people... Um, throw these words around and uh they're um there's some pretty damaging words um but they're they're used you know like every single day oh true definition here we go let's see we pull this up uh two definitions okay no we're not going to do that okay 
So here's, here's some definite. Now, this is important for people to be aware of. This is, this is uh, a, a 1938 Supreme Court holding from California, 1938. It's Morel, M-O-R-E-L, versus Railroad Commission of California. Morel versus Railroad Commission of California, M-O-R-E-L. And the site is 11 Cal 2nd, 488. 11 Cal 2nd, 488. Again, it's a 1938 uh, decision. The state has the authority to regulate the use of the public highways for business purposes. So if you're going to use your car, truck, van, or motorcycle to earn a living, there are rules that regulate such use. And the rules applicable to commercial users of the streets and highways um, are located in different codes. But the primary one is the vehicle code. So in the vehicle code, there's a bunch of words that have been defined by the legislature. Take the word drive. Now, when you look up the definition of drive in the vehicle code, you'll probably see it in there. But this is what it actually means. Commercial delivery use of a mechanical device propelled by a combustion engine or an electric motor. That's what drive means. A driver is an employee or an owner who does deliveries of people or property for a living. It's their occupation. Driving is delivering people or property for a living. It's one's occupation. A driver license is evidence of the state's permission to work in a state-regulated occupation. Detain. A detain, detain means restraint or arrest, or imprison, or seizure, or custody. Enforcement stop. I don't know how many of you folks have been in court, traffic court, but uh, police, at least here in California, uh, appear to be identifying their contact as an enforcement stop. Well, that's a restraint. It's an arrest. It's imprisonment. It's seizure. It's custody. Call it what you want, but that's what it is. You can't leave until the employee says you can split. License plate. Well, that's evidence of permission to use the device to which it's attached for commercial delivery purposes. I can hear people now, oh, well, I got a non-commercial driver's license and I have a non-commercial plate. You know, I, my truck's not registered commercially. Well, keep falling for it. It's called a legal term of art. Ha, ha, ha. It's, you've been, we've been punked again by the attorneys. Ha, ha, ha. They're so damn clever. You know, they, they're, they're going to figure we, we can't figure this stuff out because we're too dumb. Motor vehicle. That's a tool or a piece of equipment used to deliver people or property for compensation. Notice to appear. That's a notice and it's a contract. It's not a criminal complaint. Operate. 
that, that, that means commercial use. Operator, that's a commercial user. Passenger, that's a customer. Park or parking, that's cessation of movement for commercial purposes. Picking up people or delivering people or property for compensation. That's what park or parking is. Look up the definition of park in your vehicle code. In California, it's 463. Peace officer or police officer. That's a government employee. Signature. Hey, guess what your signature is? That's bail. Speed limit. Speed limit is a restriction imposed on delivery employees. Stop. That's non-commercial cessation of of, uh, movement. Non-commercial cessation of movement. If stop and park mean the same thing, why are there two different signs? Go, go, Go around your neighborhood. No parking between these hours. No stopping anytime. If, if both those words mean the same thing, why are there two different signs? Because they mean two different things. Stop is non-commercial cessation of, mu- of movement. Park or parking is cessation of movement for commercial purposes. Picking up or dropping off passengers or property for compensation. Transportation, what's that mean? It's commercial delivery. Of what? doesn't matter. It's commercial delivery. Someone gets paid to carry or haul or trans, uh, move something from point A to point B. Traffic stop. Well, that's a restraint, arrest, imprisonment, seizure, or custody. Traffic stop. It's also a financial transaction. Hmm. That's right. It's a financial transaction. How do we know? Well, um, someone's getting paid for doing all that. Now, if, you're, if, if the ruling in court is adverse to you, uh, you have to part with some of your, your hard-earned dough. It's a financial transaction, okay? Now, this is what's written at vehicle, at, in California Vehicle Code Section 12,500A. Unlawful to drive unless licensed. A person may not drive a motor vehicle upon a highway unless the person then holds a valid driver's license issued under this code, except those persons who are expressly exempted under this code. Okay, well, that's plain and unambiguous. We know who that section applies to because the legislature told us. Person. Now, that section applies to you if you're the person referred to. If not, then you're exempt, and under the code has nothing to do with it. If you're exempt, the vehicle code doesn't apply to you. Hey, folks, what's an accrued right? Any of you lawheads know what an accrued right is? You see, at California Vehicle Code Section 4, we're informed that no... um, uh, you know, the, the vehicle t- code doesn't apply to accrued rights. That's, that's vehicle code section four. How come nobody talks about accrued rights? Why exercise a government-granted and tax privilege rather than an accrued right? 
And then that way, hmm, the vehicle code doesn't apply to you. Wow, what a concept. Now, everyone believes they're the person, so they comply with that section. And the legislatures also identified the behavior or conduct of the person they subjected to the regulation. So how did they identify the conduct? By the word drive. Drive is the word that identifies the verb. So for the person to drive or, in, or exercise the verb legally, they are required to have a driver's license. And the driver's license permits lawful driving. So, hey, folks, if you're going to drive, better go get one. Now, here's, here's the interesting thing. That code section applies to the drivers at Yellow Cab Company and every other driver of every other cab, uh, you know, in, at every other cab company in California. Every cab driver is required to have a driver's license in order to legally drive a cab. And the class of driver's license a cab driver applicant is required to possess is a class C license. So the class C license permits compensated use of a motor vehicle to deliver people or goods or property as an occupation or job. So vehicle code section 12,500 regulates the commercial use of the streets and highways. It regulates employees identified by the word driver. And the license permits to whom it's issued to deliver people or property for a living. It permits the use of the streets and highways for delivery business. Now, I'm sure everybody is well aware there's a difference between the use of a car, truck, van, or motorcycle uh, to go to the grocery store and buy some food and using your car, truck, van, or motorcycle to deliver the food you buy to take to someone for compensation. Who, who's going to argue that there, there's, there's no distinction between going to visit someone and delivering people or commodities for a price? Someone using a car, truck, van, or motorcycle to, to deliver pizza or flowers is using the street as a place of business as opposed to someone going to visit a friend or granny or maybe going to the movie. The business user is the subject of the license obligation. Hopefully the stuff has fallen into place, hopefully. Now, we have, both the, um, go ahead. I, yeah. I was just gonna say we have, uh, Budman has their hand up if you want to take a question. Sure. But do you want to finish your train of thought or? My train of thought could go on for days. You know me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Budman, you've been unmuted. Go ahead. Do you have a question? Budman 459, you, you had your hand up. You've been unmuted. 
Oh, come on, man. <laughs> Do you have a mute button on your phone? Perhaps it was a mistake to put your hand up. Okay, well, Monica, when you figure it out, he could do it again. Here's the thing. I don't mind people interrupting my train of thought as long as they make sound. Silence is annoying. <laughs> True. Okay, Budman, I muted you back out. If you think about it and you want to come back on, just press star eight. Anybody else who wants to ask a question, press star eight. You know how it goes. All right, continue, Rich. I'm sorry. All right. So, both a cab driver and Office Depot are doing business. And in order to do lawful business, both require a license. So, regardless of the word in front of the word license, it does not alter what a license, in fact, is. It permits conduct. The conduct permitted is business or commerce. That card permits lawful employment as a driver. Hence, the license permits to whom it's issued to be paid for using the streets to deliver people or property. Now, how many people on this call do that? If you don't do that, then what the hell are you doing with a driver's license? And why the hell did you identify your car as something it's not? It makes no sense unless you consider that we've been lied to for a very, very long time. And we don't know, for the most part, what the hell is going on. Well, some of us have found out. And some of us want other people to know. Because the sooner everyone finds out what's going on, we're going to see changes that we haven't seen before. The police are not doing their job. They're applying commercial rules to people who are not involved in commerce. We got any cops or highway patrol officers or sheriff deputies on? You want to come on and, and tell us what the vehicle code regulates? You, you guys enforce it. You guys went to the police academy. You passed. You got the post uh, certificate. You must know the difference between criminal and non-criminal conduct, and you must know the difference between commercial and non-commercial use of the streets and highways. That's what you wanted to know. That's what you're enforcing. So come on the call and, and, and explain to, to everybody why they have to have a driver's license and why they have to uh, register their car. Why do they have to do it? I know why. And that's why I have a bad attitude and I'm not going to change. If people have a problem with my attitude and they don't have a problem with, say, the police department or the highway patrol or traffic court commissioners or pro-tems or tra traffic court trial judges, 
and they got a problem with me because I got a bad attitude. Well, that just that just demonstrates how effective the propaganda is. Our employees are getting paid for committing crimes. And we're paying them. (laughs) Exactly. This is a messed up... Look it. Um, I'm about to go sailor here or marine and hurl all kinds of four-letter words. I'm not going to do it. But that's how annoyed I am with all this stuff. Now, there's a lot of people who are doing law studies who are pretty smart. There's a lot of people who are promoting an awareness of what the DMV regulates and traffic laws and the license and stuff. But I haven't heard anybody say what I've just said. I'm not special. I I, I didn't go to college. I'm not an attorney. I didn't take or pass a bar exam. But I can read and I can think. And I know what a driver is, and I don't do that. I know what a motor vehicle is. I don't have one. I know what a passenger is. I don't have one of those either. I don't charge people to ride with me. So I use the correct words to identify me, my stuff, and the verbs that I engage in. And 99.9% of everybody else doesn't. The majority of people are parrots. They're reciting hearsay. And the hearsay that they're reciting is being reinforced in the minds of other people, especially children. And the children are going to grow up and they're going to make the same dumb mistakes we made. They weren't dumb. They were ignorant. And the reason they were ignorant was because we were never taught. But we act as if we know exactly what we're doing. Because our mom and dad was infallible. Except when we found out that there really wasn't a Santa Claus and a Tooth Fairy and it was really mom and dad. So once we started realizing that mom and dad were kind of bending the truth um, on some important stuff, we started being hesitant about believing things. And now people are so good at not believing other adults, it's hard for people to believe what I just said. Well, believe it or not, it's your life, it's your money, it's your car. You know, you're the one who's riding around scared to death. You're going to lose it. You don't even know why you register. You're just scared. That's a whole deal. The propaganda has been so good, we don't even ask questions. And the questions we do ask are not formulated because we don't bother looking at the rules. Well, I was just uh, speaking with someone um, about uh, about an hour ago, actually. And I, I, um, I told him that It's actually better not to have a license plate on your car than to have one on your car. I can hear hear the sirens right now. Just because I said, don't have a plate on your car, boom, red lights just went off and sirens are going. Okay? No plate on your car. You're going to jail, man. 
you're going to get stopped, man. You're going to have to pay, man. You're going you're gonna to get busted, man. I'm going to take your car, man. People like that, they don't study the rules. That's all hearsay bullshit. Has nothing to do with due process of law. Just because you, you go through a stoplight says, fine, $465, doesn't mean you have to pay it. It's not an automatic thing. Oh, you owe us $465. Excuse me? You got a witness for me to examine? How about some evidence? We go straight from running a stoplight to paying $465. Yeah, that's due process of law. That, 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 that's what the, uh, you know, the, 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 the uh, uh, ju- judicial process, the law foundation, the, the law in this country is based on uh, just because a cop says so, you got to pay him. Well, I, I that, you know, that makes sense if you're, you know, working in government. I mean, if you don't have to deal with all that due process crud, you know, you get paid for doing less work. Who loses? Whoever gets pulled over. Here's what's happening. Go ahead. Go ahead and finish your thought. Here's what's happening. Go ahead. No. (laughs) Here's what's happening. Okay. Um, A policeman is pulling someone over right now. And in, in a lot of the instances, the party stopped is going to leave with a piece of paper. And that piece of paper represents green pieces of paper at a certain point in the process. Now, those green pieces of paper represent a debt. If the ruling is adverse in court, you're going to wind up for an infraction, you know, a petty misdemeanor in Minnesota or wherever you're at in your state. A fine-only offense results in money, a fine, a monetary penalty, okay? So you wind up, be, you wind up being a judgment debtor, okay? Now, here's the interesting thing. A cop stopped you, imprisoned you, held you in custody, and then released you after they got your signature, which they got under duress, didn't they? Because you didn't want to give it to them. But they got it anyway. So you got an ass whooping before you were even accused of doing anything wrong. Your right to come and go as you please was denied by one of your employees. And your employee also denied your reasonable expectation of privacy. And your employee also denied your right of who you want to interact with. Maybe you didn't want to interact with a policeman today. Too bad. So you had three rights denied before you even accused of anything by your employee. Hmm, what's wrong with this picture? And then the employee issues the paper, 
cite some section of the vehicle code. You decide you want your day in court. You decide to go to court. Guess what? You paid the officer who issued the ticket, what you call a ticket. It's technically a notice to appear. So you paid them. You're paying the arraignment commissioner or pro tem, whoever's sitting there is going to do the reading. You're paying the bailiff. You're paying the court clerk. You're paying all the court personnel. You're paying the electricity bills for the court. You're paying for your fuel to go over there. You're paying for your defense. And you're paying for the case against you. Oh, and by the way, until you're proven guilty, you're innocent. So, as the innocent party, you fund it. (laughs) You fund the party that the officer created. Talk about shifting the burden. Whoever came up with this is brilliant. (laughs) Because 99.9% of nobody cares. Because if people cared, this wouldn't be happening. This would not be happening. Our family and friends, I don't think we'd tolerate our family and friends being subjected to arrest and imprisonment for non-criminal commercial conduct and then be subjected to um, extortion or compulsion or coercion to give up their name by signing, you know, perform this task or go to jail. Hmm. Uh, You guys know what a Hobson's choice is? You ought to look it up. Here's a Hobson's choice. You can have any horse you want as long as it's that one with three legs laying down by the door. Hey, your signature or go to jail. Hmm. Do, do, do. I wonder which one I'm going to choose. Hmm. Yeah, right. Well, bottom line was, I gave up my personal and confidential information to someone I don't know who believed I had to. Well, their belief is true or false. Guess who's got to prove it? The accuser. Questions? They went away. (laughs) Welder had his hand up and somebody else, and they're not up there now. Okay. I guess well, you answered their questions. <laughs> I don't know. Um, had an interesting chat with Nuke Walder the other day. He's dialed into some pretty cool, uh, pretty cool stuff. And um, one of the things I was particularly distressed by was. Um, Looks like he got the, disconnected. So. Okay. Well, yeah. in any event, what I wanted to what I wanted to point out about the conversation without going into detail is uh, him being stumped. He had a, uh, he told me he had a conversation with an assistant district attorney who uh, uh, in, in essence agreed with him and what occurred to him. And instead of, um, I suppose you could say cooperate and, you know, look into it. He basically uh, gave gave him the bums rush, said, so what, sue me, something to that effect. And, um, you know, it was shocking to Nuke Walder. 
one of his employees telling him basically to F off, you know, hit the road, bum. And um, I get a lot of, uh, I, I speak with a lot of people who are um, shocked and stunned by the crap they hear from their employees. And so um, what I suggested was him getting cranky. These people on the government payroll wanted to work for us, not the other way around. They're an employee, and they work for us. If they don't like the arrangement, no one's holding a gun to their head. They can quit. Now, when I pick up the phone and I talk to someone on the government payroll, I have expectations that they're going to perform a certain way. I've done a lot of customer service work in my life. I've done a lot of commission sales work in my life. I know a little something about customer relations. The people who answer the telephone up in Sacramento or the state capital of your state, uh, when you call the legislator's office, the lawmaker's office, those people are customer service employees. They don't produce anything. They're They're not offering a product. They're service providers. And there's a lot of children answering the telephone. There's a lot of adult children answering the telephone. If they worked for me and they said the kind of stuff I've heard that's been said to me and I was by them, I would have fired them on the spot. There's very few people who answer the telephone who actually know what they're doing. These are the people up you know, in the legislators' offices, the assembly members' offices or congressperson's offices or city council members' offices. They have children answering the telephone. They have rookies answering the telephone. The people answering the telephone are ambassadors. They're supposed to be trained before they answer the phone and start talking to people like me. They wanted to work for me. These people are incompetent. They don't know... They don't know shit from Shinola. You people who used to um, polish your shoes, you know what I'm talking about. They think it's uh, Dixie Peach pomade, you know, <laughs> something you put in your hair or add to your laundry to make your clothes smell fresh. It's, it's really bad. And um, I've spent a lot of hours on the phone calling state employees in all different states. I don't care about imaginary boundaries. I call New York assembly members. I call Minnesota assembly members. I call Florida assembly members. I call Texas assembly. Pick a state. I don't care. I see a a bogus uh, traffic issue someplace. I don't care what state it's in. I'm going to pick up the phone. I'm going to get in somebody's ear about what I saw. I do that a lot. Do you give them your name and stuff? 
Oh, I just give them, I just give them like a first name if they ask for it. If 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 not, you know, they'll want my name. Don't, yeah, don't they want to know where you live and what state you're in? Yeah, here's the thing. So typically, because of the way they're trained, they'll you see they only want to talk to their constituents. Okay. Well, I'm not a constituent of anybody. I'm just a dude. They work for me, and I don't believe in their imaginary boundaries, so I don't care what they want. Uh, I'll give them what they're going to get. So they're going to want me to, uh, like, what's your name or what's your zip code or something like that. And this is typically before they identify themselves, which I think is rude. So uh, what they're doing is they're qualifying me. I know that's what they're doing, but it's not going to work. So um, I want what I want. And what I want is for them to tell me the information I'm asking for. So if they go, well, sir, uh, you don't need your name, you know, so you can determine if you're a constituent. Because, because here's what they want to do. They want to send you over to your uh, assembly member, you know, if you're not in the right zone. So they're going to bums Russia. Why? Well, go ask your mother. Well, go ask your father. Go ask your mother. Go ask your. No, you know that I'm not. I don't do that anymore. So if I'm asked for my name or my zip code or the whatever or whatever you're calling from, I say, oh, uh, am I required to answer your question before you answer mine? Uh, are you able to um, answer a question? How, how did they respond to that? It, it, it depends on who you're talking to. Again, we're talking to, um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, children answering the phone. Okay? And some of those children are as tall as we are. You know what I mean? It's just the way their head is. You know, yeah, they shave like every day, but they're still children. They don't know what the hell they're doing answering the phone. But many people who answer the phone in the assembly member's office are, are like teenagers, or they're in their early 20s or something, and they don't know jack shit about politics. It, 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 it's, it's disgusting beyond belief. In any event, um, it, it, it depends on, you know, what they say. And, you know, and then I, I go, well, well excuse me, are, are you conditioning your response on me disclosing my name? Do I have to give you my name in order for you to answer that question? Oh, well, we'd just like to know if you're a constituent. Oh, okay, thanks a lot. And then, I go, and then I'll just launch right into the question. You know, I'm blowing them yeah. off, yeah. okay? I'm not going to tell them my name. I don't have to. Number two, I'm not asking for any confidential or proprietary information. And I don't care if they want to know whether I'm a constituent or not. Because <clears throat> what I talk about has nothing to do with boundaries. What I talk about has to do with no matter where you are in the country. Because all I focus on is, you know, cardinal, unchanging legal principles. For example, murder. It doesn't matter what state you're in, murder is prohibited. So if I call a Texas assembly member and want to talk about murder, you know, it doesn't matter if I'm from California. <laughs> you know, what, 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 what's that got to do with? anything I, I don't know so uh you know they're, they're i know what they're attempting to do with this information but they're not going to get it from me i just want them to answer my questions and work on being a professional okay because they work for me 
And if they can't do the job, they're going to get um, annoyed by things I say. And uh, <laughs> um, maybe they'll get educated too at the same time. Now, here's part of what, what I've witnessed over the last few years for me. Um, I'm approaching things a little bit differently. And I've decided to recruit whoever answers the phone. I know what they want to hear, but that's not what they're going to hear. So, for example, before this sanctuary um, uh, law was passed in California, I probably made over, you know, over about a four or five-month period of time at least three to 500 phone calls calling uh, local city council offices repeatedly, um, assembly members' offices, uh, both uh, their local office and up in Sacramento, and I and I ran, you know, some uh, questions past whoever answered the phone. And primarily, this is what they heard. Uh, Hi, um, I'm calling about the um, uh, sanctuary issue. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I, I was curious. Um, do, you have, do you have locks on your uh, – when you get home today, are you going to take the locks off your door? What? When you get home today, are you going to take the locks off your door? Well, no. Sorry, I thought you wanted to talk about the sanctuary issue. Yeah, that's true. You see, here's my thinking. If everybody who wanted sanctuary uh, was really honest about it, then when they got home today, they'd take all the locks off their doors, they'd uh, get rid of their curtains and drapes, and if they had, you know, were fortunate enough to have land, you know, and a fence going around their front yard, uh, they'd get rid of it. Why? Because they don't mind people stopping by uninvited. These people did not, did, did not know how to respond to this kind of stuff. So I would ask them a question along the lines of, um, hey, you ever, you ever gone to the movies and you're standing in line and, and someone attempts to cut in front of you? Yeah. Well, you know what happens, right? Yeah. I mean, okay, great. Well, you're aware there's no law that says they can't do that, right? But everybody in that line knows they can't do it, even if there is no law. They can't do that. <laughs> That's called trespassing. And what your boss wants to do is let people cut in front of you. Oh, and by the way, it gets better. Your boss even wants you to pay for their ticket. Now, how would you feel if, I, if you came home today and you found me standing in your kitchen whipping up a hamburger and my wife and kids uh, were sitting in your living room watching your TV and my dog was on your couch snoozing. Right. I don't even give him a chance to answer. I just say, right. You'd be on the phone punching 911, calling the cops to come over and have us arrested for what? Trespassing. What your boss is advocating is trespassing. Oh, and when the trespassers get here, you and your family and friends are going to pay for all the stuff those trespassers are going to need in order to exist. That okay with you? No. I had, out of those three to 500 calls, I had maybe four people, maybe four, say something snotty. Everybody else would just kind of, you know, thank you. 
Yeah, it was kind of reserved, <laughs> but it was pretty bitching because I knew I hit the nail on the head. What these what these clowns on the government payroll are advocating, and the, and the people outside of the government are advocating is trespassing. They're idiots. Why should I be you know calling to those? Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that the mayor up in San Francisco just appointed yeah. an illegal alien to be on a board yeah. about illegals <laughs> yeah. something to that. I didn't really pay attention to it. I just glanced over it. But, I mean, I get so annoyed and frustrated with these people that uh, – you know, huh. I don't want to get upset, so I don't read the whole thing. Same thing about the book, the governor. But anyway, did you read well, about that? About um, what about the woman, the lady mayor, of San Francisco, appointing an illegal alien to a board? Well, to, yeah, to, I, uh, actually, what I what I saw, I think it was uh, you know a few days ago. Yeah, what, what, it was a state appointment, but I could be mistaken. In any event. Um, about a year ago, I think it was about a year ago, some little small uh, municipality in Southern California appointed uh, a couple of um, illegals uh, to their um, parks commission board or whatever. Okay, and so I'm sitting here thinking to myself, wait a minute, what, what, wait just a minute here, what if these idiots? get hurt on the job what you know there's insurance there's liability issues we're talking about here. Well, wait a minute wait a minute what if you're a manufacturer and you've been hiring illegals all along and they did a raid and took them all out and fined you millions of dollars now how come they get to hire illegals in the state capacity and and not have to face the same situation well i i think it, it boils down to um the people um not not taking a greater interest in what's going on look government was created by the people and everybody who works on a, on the government payroll is our employee again if they don't like the arrangement they can quit but just because they work on a government payroll doesn't mean that they get to treat us like insolent children you know or or speak to us in condescending tones we're the boss, period. They work for us. They have no power. They have no authority to treat us like assholes. If they want to turn us over to their supervisor, that's different. Excuse me, sir. I don't think I can help you. Can I put you on hold for a moment and have my uh, the supervisor manager speak with you? That's the appropriate thing to say when you run into a stubborn customer. Don't want to lose the sale, but I don't want to call him a dirty name either. So maybe right, the, the thing customer to, was always right in the yeah. olden days, you know. Yeah. So well, we both know that not a customer is not always right, and we reserve the right to call him a name under appropriate circumstances. But that's not really good for business. So <laughs> what these kids who answer the telephone attempt to do is salvage something they're incapable of salvaging. And what they do is they just make it worse. So we're confronted with a bunch of incompetent employees. And the vast majority of people don't care. 
They want someone else to fix it. So they're going to go about their business. Hon, look, look, I don't have time for the phone call. We got to get the kids ready to go. We're going to Magic Mountain. Come on. I don't have time for a phone call up to the assembly member. Oh. People have lives, right? That's the throwaway line. Oh, man, I'm busy. Yeah, well, I'm busy too. And because so many people are busy, you know, living the American dream or attempting to live the American dream, which, look around. I think people's priorities are misaligned, perhaps. Thank thank you very much. You know, exactly. Look, everybody on this phone call wants to save money. Nobody wants to pay for any of the really cool stuff that educators like me, uh, I don't know who, who, who uh, you know, uh, Mark Stevens, all these other people are offering their stuff. They really don't want to pay for that. They just want it for free. You know, we go out and work. We, we you know, make the time to put this stuff together, uh, you know, Do offer the research, it. look stuff up, sure. Yeah, yeah, oh, you know, it, ta- it, 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 it takes time. And, uh, and um if you're dealing with a computer, come on, who hasn't, who hasn't had their computer choke while you're in the middle of something important? Oh, my God, you've got to reboot or something. It's devastating. Boy, you, work on an, you work on an email for two hours, and all of a sudden your computer takes a crap. Oh, yeah, yeah, beautiful. How much are you supposed to uh, charge for doing this stuff? I know why attorneys get, get the, the money they get. I do what attorneys do. I'm not an attorney, but I do what they do. I know what they do. I know what they have to do because I do it. I'm just not one of them. And, and, and once they get there, in, in any event, um, the, the information is available for those of us who are interested in running our business differently to do so. Now, Everybody on this phone call wants to save money. Everyone. If you don't have to, okay, how many people on this call, you've heard this a hundred times from me, Angela. Who on this phone call wants to pay sales tax? Right, zero. How many people would not pay sales tax if they didn't have to? Right, everyone. How do you know you have to? You don't, because nobody reads the sales tax rules. It's just like automobile registration. Everybody on this call, with the exception of one or two who I speak with, (laughs) and you know who you are, um, everyone on this call, with the exception, uh, believes they have to register their car. But they've never read the rule that says they gotta. They've heard they gotta, but they've never actually seen it with their own lying eyes. Yeah, but they have re- the fear factor. There you go. So, um, <laughs> yeah. pun, in, pun intended, uh, what's driving people to do this is fear. Okay, that's the reason people are doing what they're doing is because of fear. They're a Afraid. And it's a valid fear. However, oh, yeah. here's, here, here's the cool thing, though. There's enough information available to dispel the fear. 
because fear goes away once you know. The majority of people are xenophobic. They're afraid of the unknown. They've never read the rules, but they believe that this, that this outcome is going to happen. You know, if I, if I don't register my car, you know, if I don't have a light, I'm going to jail. I'm going straight to jail. I'm going to get pulled over. I'm going straight to jail. People are absolutely convinced they're going to jail. There's nothing they can do about it. Well, I don't believe that because I've, I've witnessed some really amazing things in 25, 30 years of doing what I do. Um, and there's people who do this way better than me. You know, my, uh, admittedly, my approach is a little unorthodox, but it's based on unchanging cardinal legal principles. I read the rules. I use the rules against them. Excuse me, Your Honor. Uh, are you required to comply with... Um, Blah, 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 blah. Uh, excuse me, Your Honor. Uh, do the, does the evidence, is the evidence code uh, recognized and acknowledged in this court? Uh, thank you. Okay. You know, there's, there's ways to do this and there's ways to do this. But anyway, the majority, everybody on this phone call wants to save money. Okay, well, here's how you start saving money. Instead of taking back the, the, the country, why don't you take take back the cash register. Angela, on your um, um, anniversary call last year, J July, I think it was, I, I, uh, and, and even, uh, June, okay, and even before that, you've heard me talk about the sales tax issue. How many people on this call, after hearing that they're not required to pay sales tax because they're a customer, as a customer, they're exempt from sales tax, doesn't apply to the customer. Okay, how many people actually went out and, and bought something and, and made the effort and then did not pay sales tax? You, have you had any reports from anyone? Uh, no. no, I, I know, so. of, I know okay. of a couple of people that don't pay right. sales okay. tax as a rule, right. but I, I didn't okay. get any emails from anybody. That's right. because it's uh, only uh, uh, 9 or 10% and they're too lazy. It's easier just to pay it yeah. than to bitch about it. Right, exactly. But what they'll do is they'll go ahead and they'll, 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 they'll not complain about sales tax, but then they'll complain about all kinds of other stuff. For example, uh, you know, here in California, they just increased the gasoline tax, like 11 to 15 cents or something like that. Well, guess what? No, well, guess what? It's a sales tax. That's what it is. Guess who's required to pay it? The retailer, not the customer. Now, all the people who don't want to pay the gas tax, what are they doing about it? Paying it. Oh, right. I got it. Okay, let me see. <laughs> okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's back up a second. So I'm a, ga yeah. I'm a, I'm a patron of a gas station. I'm yeah. pulling into the pump, okay? Yeah. I got to yeah. put my card in the thing or go pay before I even get the gas pumped, right? Yeah. Okay, so I bitch about the tax, or I say, you know, yeah. or I educate the person, and then they get their yeah. manager, you yeah. know, and they come over, and then they say, oh, well, yeah. I guess go get your gas somewhere else if you don't like it. There now you go. What? Now, now, guess what you've discovered? You've discovered an unscrupulous merchant in your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So if it was me, I would begin uh, excoriating them. 
I'd begin uh, shitting on their credibility. I'd begin bad-mouthing them with all my family and friends. Hey, you know that jerk over at the blah, blah, blah station? Yeah, man, you should have heard what he said the other day. That's a political argument. That's what we need to be doing, is making political and legal arguments. So, someone at the gas station is making enough money where they don't need that job anymore. You know why we know that? They've already got their Caribbean island where they kick back, you know, and have some pina coladas and stuff. They're not actually getting paid at the gas station. They're just showing up because they want to, you know. They don't need your money. That's why they can blow you off and tell you that you and your money take a hike. Get the hell out of here. We got so much money, we don't need you as a customer anymore. Are you kidding me? I was a trained commission salesman. I was taught the money is better in our cash register than our competitors. Don't piss off the customers, okay? You piss off the customers, you're fired. It's you know what I think, though? Huh? I was gonna, I think that when it comes to the sales tax, the thing is, if like like we have you know Orchard Supply here in California, and they say sometimes that's their advertising deal, we're going to yeah. pay the sales tax. And I guess people figure, well, those that know, I mean, like me, I figure if enough people tell them, you know, we're not going to pay the sales tax, they'll just include it in the price anyway. And you're going to pay for it anyway. They can't do it. It's just, they just it just no, won't a, say, you know, sales tax on there, or, you know, they'll just yeah, keep I, saying we pay the sales tax. I mean, that's what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, great. You're still dealing with an unscrupulous merchant. It's unethical business practice to do that. It's the sales tax is what they agreed to pay as a condition of getting the business license. What do you think the registration uh, money is? What's the, the license renewal fee? It's the same thing. You're paying for a business. You're paying for a permission card to do business. So the gas station owner or manager is selling merchandise just like Target, just like Walmart. Gasoline is merchandise. It's a sale. They agreed to pay it. So here's what I might suggest. Hi. Hey, uh, can you tell me what this means? And then show them Revenue and Taxation Code 6051. They're going to see the first 18 words. And in the first 18 words, they're going to see that the tax is applicable to the retailer. But in the rest of the section, the word customer doesn't exist. And after they get done reading 6051, and they look at you kind of like going, uh, well, yeah, dude, I can't figure this out because, you know what, there's five more sections with those same 18 words in it after that one. What does it mean? Well, if you hear, I don't know, you're dealing with an incompetent idiot standing behind the cash register taking your why would you pay them look i sold guitars and amplifiers 
Musicians are out of their minds. I should know I'm, I'm one, okay? These people are deranged. Trying to, it, how do you figure out what a music? They're looking for something they can't describe. You know, it's a tone, it's a feel, and, and you're doing your best to come up with some wood and combination of strings you know, or a box filled with the right tubes or transistors so that these guys go, oh, great, you know, and stick their hand in their wallet, in their pocket, pull out their wallet and give you some money so you can go home and eat, you know, buy gasoline, take your girlfriend to the movies and stuff like that. Because that's, that's, that's the dang deal. But I had to figure out what they wanted. And if I didn't figure out what they wanted... I didn't take my girlfriend out for, you know, on Friday night or whatever. I, didn't, I wasn't able to buy gasoline. That's not good. So the people we're dealing with in our communities, the, these retailers, these merchants, they're guests. They're not entitled to do what they do. They have to have our, our, our uh, mid-level management's um, uh, permission. That's what the business license is. It permits them to do business in our neighborhood. Well, if they're unscrupulous, if they're engaging in unethical business practice, like orchard supply and hardware, we pay the sales tax. In your mind, it should translate into, so? Well, well we're paying the sales tax. Well, well so? Well, well, come on over this weekend. We're paying the sales tax. Well, hey, you dumbass. Uh, you agreed to pay the sales tax. Why are you emphasizing what you agreed to do? How, why, why, you, why, why are you emphasizing paying sales tax and, instead of you've got the cleanest bathrooms in California? Or that you pay your employees the most of any other company in California. Why are, 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 are you focusing all your attention on paying sales tax? Oh, I know why. Because you want me to think you're doing me a favor. Huh. Yeah, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do you a favor. I'm not going to come to your store anymore. And I'm going to tell my family and friends what you do. I'm going to do you a favor by not making your employees have to do any more work. Okay? Because they don't really want to come here on Monday morning anyway. They'd rather punch, you know, buttons on their cell phone, talk to their friends, because they really don't want to be at work. They want to be with whatever they're doing on the cell phone. So I'm going to do you a favor. I'm not going to come over to your store and give you money anymore. So you can go figure out how to get food from someone else. These people are engaging in unethical business practices, period. Now, if you folks, I don't have the case in front of me, but I've mentioned it before. There's a case in California. It's from 1936. And um, it was uh, three years after sales tax was uh, um, codified into law. And it was a court case that was brought by approximately 500 retailers. You see, they didn't want to pay sales tax. So what'd they do? They sued. Well, guess who had to pay for the lawsuit? The people, their customers. That's right. So the retailers didn't want to pay sales tax. So um, they sued. 
Now, if you want to check out the case, it's uh, Roth Drugs. Roth Drugs. Just look up Roth Drugs Sales Tax, uh, 1936, California. Maybe you'll find it that way, but I don't have it right in front of me. I'm not going to stop to look for it. But the Roth Drug decision will tell you exactly what the sales tax is and who's required to do what and who doesn't have to do what. Hey, it's really great. The court told us that the retailers do not have to, are not required, are not obligated to collect sales tax. That case has not been overturned. The way the sales tax law is written, it, the, it, it applies to the privilege holder. Driving is a privilege. So is selling re merchandise at retail. Both require a license. You folks figuring this out yet? Uh, is the lights coming on yet? Are the lights coming on yet? Business is regulated by state government. And it's enforced by policemen. Yeah. So when a policeman pulls someone over for an alleged violation of the vehicle code, they're alleging a violation of a commercial rule. That's it. It's all commerce. You got a motor vehicle? You, you deliver stuff for a living. You a driver? You identify yourself as a driver? You deliver stuff for a living. That's your occupation. That's your job. You drive? Great. That's your job. That's your occupation. I think it's a good, frankly, I think it's a, it's a good idea to use the correct definitions of words. Um, take the word person. A lot of people believe that means them. <laughs> well, guess what? Um, I, I found this interesting thing the other day about individual, because you'll see that a person is an individual. People like to use the word individual. You know, well, the individual, and you hear cops say it a lot, you know, like, uh, you know, professional government people. Well, the individual word, you know, they'll say these words in, in, in their effort to sound sophisticated and, um, uh, you know, justifies them buying a Rolex and wearing a tie and stuff like that. So they have to use the appropriate terminology. So they'll, they'll use the word individual. Well, I'll tell you what I will do. I'll, I'll actually... Uh, <laughs> I'll pull up that definition for you because it's kind of interesting, and I don't think most people are aware of this, but it's pretty uh, pretty trippy. Um, and it goes kind of like this. Individual. Um, public Law 93-579, as codified at 5, Title 5, United States Code, 552A. So it's Title V, United States Code 552A. And this is what you're going to see. Be it enacted by the Senate and House of Representatives of the United States of America in Congress assembled. Hey, folks, guess where the United States is located? That's right. Congress assembled. Where's Congress assembled? That would be Washington, D.C. Huh. Wow. So all those people who equate the United States with a country, 
They don't know what they're talking about. It's a group of buildings in Washington, D.C. And when Congress is assembled, that's the United States of America. Uh, Anyway, uh, going back to the beginning, be it enacted by the Senate and House of Representatives of the United States of America and Congress assembled that this act may be cited as the Privacy Act of 1974. Section three, definitions. For purposes of this section, don't let that throw you off. The term individual means citizen of the United States. or an alien lawfully admitted for permanent residence. I like the first part best. The term individual means a citizen of the United States. Well, I'm not an individual by this definition provided by Congress and the Senate. I'm not a member of their company located in a 10-mile square district named Washington, District of Columbia. I'm not from there. I'm not a member or or a uh, citizen of a company named United States. So I don't use the word individual to identify myself. I also don't identify people I work with as clients. See, I don't like the word client because you look up the definition of the word client in a law dictionary and it's someone who's incompetent. Well, I think people are unaware of stuff, but I don't think they're necessarily incompetent. So uh, I, don't, I don't use the word client, uh, but that's just a me thing. <clears throat> in any event, when you see the word individual used in one of the codes of California. Oh, by the way, look up the definition of uh, of resident and residency, okay, in the vehicle code. Because if you want to find out who will qualify to get the license, just look up those definitions. And here's what you're going to see. Um, In order to qualify, you know, what, what, you know, because you have to be a resident in California to get a license. If you're not a res uh, 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 or a trespasser nowadays, so trespasser or resident, okay, far out. Let's just focus on the residents. So, a resident applies for the Class C California driver's license. What do they have to do? What do they have to have in order to qualify? Well, they have to have a social security number. So, that's a condition precedent for qualifying to get the driver's license. Well, who doesn't have a social security number? Well, those people who aren't participating in the social security program. Well, who's not participating in the social security program? Everybody participates in that. You can't get a job unless you participate in a social security program. Isn't that what you all heard from your parents? Isn't that what you heard from adults growing up? Yeah. You can't get a job unless you have a social security number. Hey, you know what? Pigs fly. I saw about three or four of them the other day. You should have seen them in formation. It was a sight to behold. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I know they don't want to hear this, but you can make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. I know. You know, some of these old adages are just falling by the wayside. 
Want to take any hey. questions? You got any? Well, we got one. There was another one, West Washington, and they dropped off. I don't know what happened. But um, I, I'll let I you, happen... you go ahead. I'm sorry, what? Hey, good evening. Can you hear me? Hi. Yes, go ahead. Hey, good evening, Rich. Good evening, Angela. This is a doc. How y'all doing? Hi, Hi. Fine, thank you. Hey, Rich, I got one quick question for you. Can you tell me the difference between a human being and a human body? Yeah. What's the difference? Oh, you wanted me to elaborate? Yeah, I wanted you to elaborate on the difference between a human body versus a human being. Well, why don't you elaborate? Are you telling me you don't know, Rich? No, I didn't say that. I said, why don't you elaborate? Well, being means existence, which means you're not be. You're not actually be. I-N-G added to be changes you. So a lawful human body is a spirit or mental man that comprehends that he has a lawful body politic. Therefore, he won't be a human being, a corporate body, as its mm-hmm. resource. The problem is, is what you just were saying. Mm-hmm. Words. An individual is an association of persons that act like a single person. We are not in the United States. We're for, which means representing the fiction. But because everyone believes that they're in a fiction, they treat you in a manner that you speak because your word is bond. So I ask you that because something that's simple or subtle is major to comprehend. We voluntarily give in to slavery because of our ignorant use of words. It's like Scripture says in Second Peter verse 2, chapter 3. Uh, because I pretended, but the Scripture says feign, F-E-I-G-N-E-D, use of words, you have been made a merchandise. And that's what all it comes down to. See, um, to produce an effect, which an effect is something that doesn't exist before. See, an effect you created. Your word must be bond. So your words must mean something. The problem is no one is speaking in a manner that will allow the words to produce an effect. So we voluntarily enslave ourselves because... 100 times someone is going to answer that they're a human being, an individual, or any of those derogatory terms, native, family. You're going to end up mentioning one of those things that puts you automatically in a state, which is a condition of mind, that's of another because you're not really articulating uh, what's really in your head or what you believe because you don't really understand the words. A legal maximum is... When my words and mine agree, there's no need for interpretation. All actors called judges, which are administrators, only give an opinion because our words don't match our thoughts, because we don't know what we're saying. So I just really wanted to share that with you because it's important to understand you are not a human being. You are a lawful human body that should learn how to politic, which is the devised scheme for your benefit. should get out of the concept of a gene person at act, which is the word generation, 
which is nothing but corporations. A family is a corporation. So it really just comes down to what you were saying, words. But we got to go into even deeper and expressing that because the ones that's out here teaching this stuff, claiming to be gurus, are just as bad as the ones that's listening because they can't articulate or speak correctly. So no one's getting anything done because everybody's pushing the same false beliefs using the same wrong terms of words. I would agree, you know, in large measure, you're correct. Um, and I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you that uh, the, the words are important. Um, do, do you have, uh, what's your take on the use of sentient being? Sentient being? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be honest, which I never really looked up the word. I'm not someone okay. that's going to tend to know something when, you know, I didn't. So why don't you express that to me? That's how we No problem. I, 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 was, I was just, okay. It wasn't a setup. I was just, no, okay, because. I know, I know that. I know that. This is my whole point. When I don't know yeah. something, I won't try to, you know, beat around a bush. I admit it. I don't know. So just express well, it. Well, dude, I appreciate it. Well, it, it's my awareness that a sentient being is you. Okay, you're functioning, you're, you're breathing, you're exhaling, you're making noise. Uh, that's you. Okay. Right. So, well, uh, I, agree. And, I agree with that. Okay. Now, going back to your other, you know, your other well-made point, words are very important. How many people on this call spend any time uh, considering, reviewing, talking, thinking, uh, typing about statutory construction? If you don't do that, you're in the wrong business. Because all of this stuff has to do with words and how those words are slung together. Well, see, that's the whole point. The, 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 yeah. the whole point is everybody on this call, the way I look at you is as man, female, or male, one whole. I wouldn't consider no one on this call people. See, just right there, that's degrading everyone on this call from my comprehension because the word people means a mass of illiterate persons. And people are nothing but your imaginations, just like persons. People are the states, and the persons are the citizens. The citizens are okay. states, people, which is the states. Right. So, so, so it all comes I, down I, to ways. Here, here's what I appreciate. All right, you're a, stick, a stickler. Uh, you're a stickler for uh, accuracy. That's really good. And. Um, it's called I, diction. I diction is the, the correct use of words. We need to speak with diction properly. Okay, okay, and I just reduced what you said to one word. Okay? Right. Accuracy. Okay? Right. So right. Wh whatever you represent, the objective is for the mind and the, the sound to, to be in harmony. Okay? Right. So what right. comes out of your what what's out of your face ought to be in harmony. The math ought to be good between your mouth and your brain, right? Is that what I thought I heard you say? Well, that's a legal interpret. Well, there's a legal maximum that says when the mind and your words agree, there's no room for interpretation. Okay, that's I, not I, I, the legal maximum. Okay. So let, let's go street, okay? Can we go street? Can we come up with a street definition? Of, you know, no, the street to, definition doesn't matter because it's all about a society, and the society is legal. Huh. So the street definition is what harming us when we're speaking in a direct, I mean, direct term when okay. we go legal society. So I don't like to use terms that hurt us. It's okay, okay. to express it in the street after a while. And, and speaking of that, let me just say one more thing, and I'm going to let you go. We all have life for which is breath, and that's free. 
Live is nothing but contract. See, you can have life without live, but you cannot live without life. So that's why it's very important to comprehend words. Live is a contract. It's a state or condition that's been put on you. Life is free. We are breathing and no one's paying anything to hear and listen and so on and so forth. So I just wanted to put that out to you because we don't understand live and life are two different things. Live is strictly a contract, and to live is to be evil, and to have lived is literally to be the devil because personality is the devil, period. And this is the reason why I like to just express and comprehend words. You know, everybody is is confused and under a, a disguising scheme and claiming common law, but all everything you're under is common law, and you must invoke civil because civil is equity, and plus it's in law, I-N slash law, not of law, at law, practicing law, of in-room jurisdiction with no specific person. Therefore, no one has a contract. That's why everything's pre-made, because you're in-room. You have no character. You have no specific person. They consider us not even to have a will, which means to do it for bear an act, because we're all okay. pe- people who are a mass of illiterate persons, and I want all of us to start, you know, me, not me, but the spirit within I, which is within every last one of us, is like it's time for us to come out of this slumber because we totally, and what they say, nod, and nod means a declination of the mind. We got to come out of that nod. The only way we're going to come out of that nod is speaking correctly and uplifting one another, not using street words that degrade us because we don't comprehend the real term of that word. So, Rich, the floor is yours. Keep up the good work, buddy. I just wanted to put that out there because human being and human body is one of the most important comprehensions. And the moment I speak in a manner of saying I'm man for a natural person and the last family name organization, it crushes everything because I just demonstrated Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Understanding everything is in threes. So, uh, okay. We we really got to comprehend human beings is not what we are. We are a lawful human body, and we should politic instead of being represented. Well, um, but, you know, actually, yeah, yeah, actually, you can leave me if you want to, Angie. Actually, uh, I'm sorry. What? I said if you want to, you can leave me on, or you can mute me. That's up to that's up to you. But um, I just wanted All to right. share that with you because Rich was on the song when he was talking about the words, and you know, that's my thing. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. My thing. Well, thank the way you. it's the thing because it produces an effect every time. I get instant effect because of the choice of words that I use. It's just that simple. I mean, it's just that simple. Uh, free speech is protected, not commercial speech. So using words that doesn't match the real term is considered commercial speech, and that's not protected. You need a license to go march and all that if you want to use commercial speech. The problem is our education system teaches us to only speak connotatively, which is for pretend way of speaking. That way, it can never produce an effect. We got to get edified. We got to really start getting active and uh, come together as one to change the system, so to speak. Because uh, right now, it's just a system of people, and we have to get man back involved. Man has to get back involved. Man and people are two different events, deeds, acts. Persons and things is continued by man, so we just got to comprehend that. 
If you want to speak right, on something, thanks, there, Doc. You you're going to be on soon. You can have the floor for two hours. <laughs> I'm going to we'll see be you. on, and I would like to be on with Rich and everyone else that's really, really that's been giving their time and effort to help. We'll have a roundtable like, one of these days. We'll get everybody together, and you can all be on together. That's we'll wind up. We've got too many of us into these groups and separating, and all of us are not on the same path. We've we, we got to come together. we got to use the same speech. Everything that's in the corporate body is of one form. They have a form for this, a form for that. All we need to do is mirror image them who have mirror imaged us. Anything they can do, we can do through our natural person. But you're not a natural person because natural as a noun means idiot. So a natural person or artificial person, they're both figments of our imagination. And the man within his lawful human body needs to stop acting as, like, similar, equivalent to what they call a legal human being because all legal human beings are inhabitants. All right. Have a good one, y'all. Thanks. Thank you. All right. Well, did you have? Uh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, um, I, I'm not going to disagree with the correct use of terms, and it's important for people. Okay. Uh, dude, I need you to cut me some slack, um, because like many people, I've got bad habits. So I'm going to use words that you're going to find offensive, and uh, hopefully, you'll understand that I'm not. Uh, attempting to be malicious in my use of the terms or put anybody down. I'm simply using uh, sounds that are familiar to people. Now, as far as I'm concerned, uh, I, you know, there's people who have a, a problem with the word understand, but I'm going to use it anyway um, to mean awareness. What, what, I, what I heard makes sense to me. At the same time, I'm confronted with the issue that the vast majority of people are not going to know how to take what they heard, that, that sophisticated representation, and con, con, convert it into common parlance. You know, there's this issue uh, having to do with losing your audience, talking over their heads, stuff like that. And... Uh, People who don't understand the sounds that are coming out of someone's mouth are probably not going to participate. They're probably going to go away and find someone they can understand. So um, I understand what you said. I agree that it's very important to use the correct terms in order to represent what's in our head to achieve the desired outcome. Well, what's the desired outcome uh, of the majority of people on this call? They don't want to get stopped. They don't want to pay a ticket. They don't want to get a ticket. They don't want to register their car. They don't want to even have a driver's license. They want to go visit granny or go go to the movies or go to their place of worship or the doctor uh, without being harassed. That's what everybody on this call wants, and they don't want to pay sales tax. Nobody, nobody wants to pay sales tax. Nobody would pay sales tax if they didn't have to. It's stupid. It's a bad business decision. What the hell is wrong with people? 
They're giving their money to people. They don't even know why. Now, here's what I've discovered about a, uh, a policy and procedure that's taken place in a county in, in California. Um, an officer pulls you over, issues you a notice to appear, which you sign promising to appear. <clears throat> well, you promise to appear. Now, what happens if the court doesn't accept your promise? What are you obligated to do? The officer pulled you over. The officer issued the notice to appear. You signed it agreeing to promise. But the court at their website put, man, you know, next to the words mandatory appearance, no. And then you find out that if you don't show up, if you don't appear, no bench warrant will be issued. What are you obligated to do? I'd like to know. Because the answer I come up with is nothing. But here's the interesting thing. This county believes they're entitled to $285. That's the racket they got going on. Cop issues a piece of paper. They think they're entitled to 285 bucks. They don't want you to come over to court to talk about it. They didn't accept your agreement to come over. Well, you sure as hell didn't sign an agreement promising to pay before it was proven you, you had to. So here's what's going on in this county in California. The cop issues you a notice to appear, and you're automatically a judgment debtor. Ta-da! Hey, 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 all you law brainiacs, does that comport with your interpretation of due process of law, or does it appear as if they're leaving out a few things? Right. Oh, and by the way, infractions of the vehicle code are not crimes. What? Yeah. So we got peace officers who are hired to uh, enforce criminal laws, commencing a, hmm, well, technically a breach of contract case on behalf of a non-complaining party. You see, if you don't wear a seatbelt, you breached your contract with the Department of Motor Vehicles because in that contract, you agreed to wear a seatbelt. You agreed not to talk on a cell phone while you're behind the wheel. You agreed not to have your windows tinted beyond a certain point. You agreed not to exceed the posted speed limit. Now, when you do that, you're in breach of contract. Why is a cop subjecting you to an arrest without a warrant for non-criminal conduct, which technically is breach of contract, which is a civil matter? Where is everybody? How come people don't know this? Why are they tolerating this in their communities? Cops are pulling people over right now and applying commercial rules to, to them. And the allegation is, a, yeah. I was gonna, it's unfortunate, but a lot, of time, a lot of the people just don't take it personally until it actually happens to them. 
that oh, makes okay. you see it clearly. But a lot of times people just want to go along to get along, like Jordan Great. Maxwell says, you know, and Okay. Well, they if any of those fight, pe- they don't want to, you know, go through any aggravation. The fear is there. No what problem. they see on TV, you know. Good. Yeah. Well, if those, if any of those people are on this call, hey, why don't you people leave and stop pissing in the swimming pool? Okay. There are some of us who enjoy swimming in it, and we're doing our best to keep it clean. So if those people are on this call, leave, because you're screwing things up. There's people who are actually attempting to do things correctly. I'm not looking for a workaround. I don't I'm not think looking there at, are any people on our call like that. But, I mean, in general, the public out there, you know, the idiots, the masses of asses that move around like ants. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, all right, so for the people on the call, um, what what the people on the call get is some pretty top-notch information from people who are putting in some serious trench time, you know, like oh, Nuke Welding. You know, he's been he's been busting his, his hump on the stuff he's got going on for a long time. You know, he's banging away. He's banging that nail. And they keep telling him, no, dude, you're doing it wrong. Apparently, I'm the only guy agreeing with the guy. <laughs> now, admittedly, I, you know, I'm kind of weird, but everything I've heard this man say is, hmm, why are they refusing to let him pass go and collect 200 bucks. Well, because I think that he's on to something. That's why. And if he's successful, he's going to tell, you know, friends, family, and stuff like yeah, that. And the floodgates will open. He, if, 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 when he's successful and he tells me, I'm going to open my big mouth for sure because he's working on something that's pretty bitching. And uh, a lot of people haven't figured it out. And what he's working on uh, is... You know, um, it's really interesting. But but what it has to do with is something that it's an obligation that's imposed on government employees that they're failing to comply with. Now, remember, every allegation, everything a cop cites on a notice to appear translates into the same three words, failure to comply. That's it. You're being accused of failing to comply with the rule the officer cites on the notice to appear. But you know, you want to know how insidious the trick is? It's pretty insidious, but it's also pretty, pretty amazing. The officer, anybody who's gotten a notice to appear or a citation, whatever you guys call it in your state, in California, it's notice to appear. Um, if you have one, take a look at it. You don't see any statement on there whatsoever, such as, I observed the defendant proceeding uh, along uh, 10th Street at 45 miles an hour in a 25-mile zone. That's a statement. What police, highway patrol, and sheriff deputies put on notice to appears is stuff like this, CVC, 4000A, CVC, 5200. CVC, 12,500A, CVC, 14,601. That's what's going to be on there. That's not an allegation. An allegation is, you broke my watch. That's an allegation. 
not, not, no words resembling that are on a notice to appear. Now, this may sound kind of far-fetched to people, but I don't really care anymore. Um, you haven't been accused of anything. There's no evidence you've been accused of anything. The notice to appear does not contain a statement you did anything wrong. You did anything wrong. All that cop did was put CVC and then a number or seatbelt and then CVC, you know, whatever, or uh, cell phone, CVC or whatever. They didn't say you, you violated the sex. You haven't been accused of anything. You know how many people are paying the ticket so they can avoid court? Why are they avoiding court? Fear. That's it. You, people, w- people would go to court if they weren't afraid. People would go to court and kick the shit out of those people wearing the black dresses if they knew what was actually happening. Hey, uh, Your Honor, uh, you, just, you just conducted the reading and, and you said that I was charged with um, vehicle code section uh, 22350 speeding. Um, are you authorized to – I have a question before I enter a plea. Well, I can't give you any legal advice, sir. Thank you very much, Your Honor. I'm not going to ask you for any uh, – how to do anything, okay? Uh, but I, 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 just, I would just like to know, are, are you authorized to receive a plea when no crime has been alleged? What? Have you been authorized to receive a plea when no crime has been alleged? Well, sir, you need to understand. That's why I'm asking a question, Your Honor. Are you authorized to receive a plea when no crime has been alleged? Well, sir, you've been charged with... With all due respect, Your Honor, would you please identify who charged me? What? For the record, please identify who charged me. Hey, folks, you're dealing with jurisdictional issues. Now, for, you, for, you, for the people who don't know, when it comes to crime, the district attorney represents the people. I know. Okay? But that's how it works. So the district attorney represents the ignorant masses. All right? That's how it works. The district attorney is the people's attorney. So if the district attorney does not prefer a charge you haven't been charged with a crime. Now, maybe the officer alleged you committed a crime, but an allegation is not a conviction. And it doesn't make it so. Just because a cop says so doesn't make it so. It doesn't work that way. So here's how it works. The cop alleges a violation of the vehicle code. Presumptively, they're going to send a report, their allegation, over to the district attorney, your attorney, okay? And your attorney is going to take a look at it and review it. And they're going to determine if there's enough evidence for them to invest their tax dollars as part of their budget to prosecute you. 
if they don't have sufficient evidence, they're not going to dip their ladle into their money bucket and prosecute you. Because that's not good for business. They're interested in winning. So here's what's going on in California. The district attorney does not participate in infraction cases, traffic infraction cases. They do not prefer a charge. They do not even file the notice to appear. Who charged you? The policeman, the highway patrol officer, the sheriff's deputy is the state's witness, period. They're not the damaged party and they're not the prosecutor. They're a witness. Who charged you? Who preferred the charge? And if it's a crime, where's the district attorney? Tomorrow, in the morning, in the afternoon calendar, policemen will appear in courtrooms. There's going to be the defendant, there's going to be the state's witness, and there's going to be the trier of fact, the judicial officer. That's three characters in this play. You got the state's witness, you got the defendant, and you got the judge or commissioner. Where the hell is the plaintiff? This is what's going on in our country, folks. This is what has been created. This is what's going on. Witnesses are standing there, but there's no plaintiff. Who preferred the charge? How did you even get to trial? The DA has not filed a complaint. You have not been charged with anything by an attorney. So the question is, who charged you? It can't be the arraignment commissioner or judge. Arraignment commissioner or judge, doesn't matter. They can't charge you with anything. The bailiff cannot charge you with anything. The court clerk cannot charge you with anything. Who charged you? Who preferred the charge? Who preferred the criminal charge? Oh, by that's right. Infractions aren't crimes. <laughs> so what are you doing in a, at an arraignment? Oh, yeah. Due process of law. That stuff again. Damn. If we could just eliminate these steps, it would be so much easier. Hey, folks, guess what? That's exactly what the courts and the prosecutors have done. They've come up with a really incredible streamlined process for them. And you're going to participate in it whether you want to or not. The notice to appear is not a complaint. You haven't even been charged with a crime on a notice to appear. You got a police officer who's hired to enforce criminal law uh, commencing a breach of contract case on behalf of the DMV who, does, who hasn't complained. This is what's going on. Oh, and um, uh, you're unaware of the fact that you've put yourself in a category um, 
of people who use the streets and highways for commercial delivery purposes. Yeah, it's really not good. And the schools are not teaching this to kids or children, because I know some people have a, are offended by the word kids. It means something other than children. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty messed up. Now, where is everybody? Well, we're too busy. You know, we got a life. You know, I got to work 40 hours a week. Hey, wait a minute, man. <laughs> That's not an excuse. You got to work 40 hours a week. Says who? You got a computer. Work at home. Make your own career. Why, why are you sitting in that, that mess of cars in the morning when you don't want to do that? Oh, I have to have a job. Got to go. Yeah, because I'm addicted to all this stuff, and and if I stop doing this, uh, I won't be able to maintain my addiction. Oops, that's what the American dream is. You know, we're slaves to Magic Mountain and Disneyland, and you know, a holiday every couple of weeks. You know, with pay. If you work for the government, you know, you get you get a day off with pay. Oh, well, I wonder who's paying for it. Oh, that would be us, the employer. Aren't we generous people? How many, how many days out of the year don't federal government employees work for you that you pay for? Now, you'd think that by the time they get this holiday, they're so burned out from, you know, and, and just depleted from all the work they've been doing for you. Give me a break. So... Uh, yeah. In conclusion, if there's no no more questions, um, no, there are people with their hand uh, up. So, oh, go ahead. Okay, I was just okay. doing what I'm. Say here, Master Mikey, you've been unmuted. Hey. Hey. Do you have a question? Yeah, to the guy that was just talking, actually. Um, So, basically, would it be best to not claim anything, to refrain from making claims? Okay. Uh, Okay. Look, I have a sales background. So, I see see things through a different set of lenses than a lot of people. Now, what that guy was saying was pretty important. However, the vast majority of people are not going to be able to to say that kind of stuff the way they need to say it. Um, this, This work is as much a sales pitch as it is anything else. Everybody's selling a vacuum cleaner. Everybody. Everybody is selling. I want you to do something, okay? I'm, and and you, you don't have to do it. So what I'm doing is using persuasion in order for you to uh, act in a way that benefits me. It's a sales pitch. Cops are salesmen. Judges are salesmen. Uh, attorneys are salesmen. We're all salesmen. We're all selling a vacuum cleaner. I believe I have the best vacuum cleaner going when it comes to traffic. That's what I believe. may not be true, but that's what I believe. That's what I, and I'm going to point out all the cool and groovy features of my vacuum cleaner. Here's the thing. If I'm unable to speak your language, I'm probably not going to close the deal. 
As a matter of fact, I'm probably not even going to get in the door. So how we talk about this stuff is important, and the words we use are also important, and we have to keep in mind who the hell we're talking with, to, or at. Because if they don't understand the words we're using, it doesn't matter how smart you are. I, I can say the same thing in a lot of different uh, dialects of the English language. I can say it at the street level, and I can say it to a, a Supreme Court justice. The same thing using different words. It'll sound appropriate within a Supreme Court or appellate level uh, setting or a trial level setting. And it will sound appropriate if we meet on the sidewalk. So there are patterns that people are familiar with, speech patterns people are familiar with. And I think it's a good idea to attempt to point out to people that maybe those speech patterns and the choices of words that are being used could be different and maybe the results will be different because that's what I heard the dude say that's how it translates to me hey dude hey rich use the right words and be successful hey I agree that's what all that stuff that guy said translates into use the right words do it effectively and the outcome will be favorable yeah, theoretically Okay, so so what you're trying to say is uh, it all really just comes down to what one believes at the moment. Is that true? Yeah, well, I'm not um, I'm not trying to say anything. I'm saying it, and what I'm what I'm saying is that the words are important. How the words are you know, are flung together are important, and yes, the belief at the moment has to be taken into consideration. Oh, I so hear a lot would, of noise in the so, background. So where does the remedy rely here? Well, for, well for, me, uh, uh, for me, what I've chosen to do is educate. I'm, I'm an educator. I, I read this stuff. Um, I have uh, a, lot of, a lot of research and study materials. Um, you, you know, do you know, uh, do you know what cliff notes are? You've heard of those things? I heard, I heard about it. Okay. So it's a, a cliff note. It's, it's just a little synopsis of a, a book, you know, a novel or a, you know, a book. And, uh, instead of reading 800 pages or 500 pages, you just get the little pamphlet and it tells you the story. Okay. Well, I've, 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 I figure I've read close to, you know, 15,000 court cases in maybe the last 25 years or more. And what I've done is I've compiled uh, a lot of what I consider um, essential, unassailable uh, citations from both state and federal courts. And I put them together in these little um, compilations so that people can take a look at uh, what, what the courts have held when it comes to certain types of grievances, 
because that's what courts resolve as grievances, differences of opinions. And what the courts do is tell, tell us who won, who was successful, and why, and who was unsuccessful, and why. They tell you what the rules that were followed and the rules that weren't followed. And the beauty of court cases are you don't have to make anything up. They're telling you what rules to follow. This guy didn't follow this rule. He got his ass kicked. This guy followed this rule. He got a $10,000 judgment. Okay. Do it. <laughs> Read court cases. So w- what I've done, uh, it's it, it kind of helped people get a jump start doing this stuff, is compile groups of court citations on different topics. And if you're interested in taking a look at some of what I have to offer, um, uh, take a a look at what's at thelawsalon.net forward slash research dot html. Thelawsalon.net forward slash research dot html. Everything is lowercase and there's no spaces between anything. When you get to that page, you'll see some of my publications, some of my essays. I offer um, a flash drive, uh, if, if you'd like to have one of those, with just under six gigs of information. It's got law encyclopedias, uh, law dictionaries, um, compilations of court cases. All the documents are in PDF format, so... Anybody with a computer ought to be, whether it's Linux or any operating system, ought to be able to read this stuff. Um, Again, there's just under six gigs of stuff. And if you want it on a flash drive, uh, I also have, I have two, these are available. I have two 640 gig hard drives. They are used, but they were simply used for storage purposes. I've taken them out of my system, and um, I've loaded them with law information. So if you'd like to know more about that, feel free to contact me at P-R-O-P-E-R, Proper, proper, however you want to say it, at thelawsalon.net. Proper at thelawsalon.net. Proper, P-R-O-P-E-R, at thelawsalon.net. Again, lowercase, no spaces. And I'll, I'll fill you in on what I have available. I've got a lot of information. There's no reason for anyone at this point to not know why they have a driver's license, why they register their car, why they pay sales tax, why they don't have to pay sales tax, why the, the merchants who have signs, we, this weekend, we pay the sales tax, we pay your sales tax. Hey, that's blatant fraud right there. If you see an advertisement with, we pay your sales tax, that's fraud. And so... Yeah. Anyway, now, go ahead. Now, how would you let's say for any any court case, any uh, those any of those statutes? How would you go about going to court, handling that? What would be the first words you would say? Well, well, well. It depends. Are you talking about a civil action or a criminal action? Uh, it could be criminal. Yeah, I guess you can say criminal. Okay. Well, the first stop in a criminal action is arraignment. Are you aware of that? I believe so. Yeah. Excuse me? I believe so. Okay. 
when when you're accused of a crime, uh, like an infraction, which is okay, the first stop, the first part is arraignment. Arraignment is nothing more than a ministerial get together. It's just it's just it's it's the least complex aspect of a criminal trial. That's where you go there. And when your name is called, the judicial officer, whether it be a commissioner or a judge, will tell you what you've been accused of. It's called the reading, okay? It's called the reading. So they're reading you the charge or charges. And then when they get done reading the charges, you'll be asked to enter a plea. Now, you can ask uh, the question that I I threw out there a little bit ago. Let's say um, uh, I'm I'm the, uh, let's see, uh, let's see. The commissioner goes, uh, well, Mr. Iverson, uh, you've been charged with uh, vehicle code section uh, 5204,000A. How do you want to plead today, sir? Um, Well, Your Honor, I have a question before entry of a plea. Well, you're you're probably going to hear something like, um, I can't give you any legal advice because, you know, they they, they presume that pro-pers are dumbasses and don't know anything. So they're probably going to respond with, I can't give you any legal advice. Thank them. They won't expect it. Thank you, Your Honor. I'm not going to ask you how to do anything. And then ask the question. Uh, excuse me, Your Honor. Um, are infractions of the vehicle code a crime? You could ask that question. Or, um, excuse me, Your Honor. Uh, are you authorized to receive a plea when no crime has been alleged? Guaranteed. No arraignment court commissioner has ever heard a pro per ask that question because pro pers are dumb and they don't ask those kinds of questions for the most part there's some pro pers who have a few years under their belt who may just blow that out but don't you want to know if your accuser followed the rules isn't that what you really want to know because well, if you're a, go ahead. Well, uh, instead of asking that question, wouldn't you just ask a simple and on-point question? Is who's the one claiming that there's a claim here? Well, wait a minute. <laughs> I I don't know what's not fundamental about the jurisdictional question. Office, uh, Your Honor, are you authorized to receive a plea when no crime's been alleged? You see, an arraignment commissioner is ostensibly reading you a crime. You committed a crime. That's what is being alleged. You committed a crime. Okay? So your, so my question would be, hey, hey, Your Honor, if, if uh, I haven't been accused of a crime, are you authorized to receive a plea? There's only one correct answer. But there are attempts, you know, so I think that's fundamental. But you think something else is fundamental. And that's okay. 
but I don't think I would ask that question before I asked the question I would come up with. Excuse me, Your Honor. Um, you, you, uh, you said I've been charged with. Uh, for the record, please identify um, who charged me. People don't ask that question. They don't know who's accusing them, and they don't ask. And apparently that's okay with everybody. They don't really give a shit who charges them. They don't care. I don't understand this, but this is what most people do. So who, 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 who's going to be charging you? Well, if it's a crime, it better be the people's attorney, and that would be the district attorney. But if so it is... It's my understanding that uh, <clears throat> that in order for it to get to a plea bargain, one must make a claim somewhere. In that case, you need a claim somewhere, and that's why they ask you, "How do you plead?" What, like for example, what, what 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 do you want to? Why would you enter a plea, or why would you do a plea bargain if the operative term is if you haven't been accused of a crime? So my my question here is why would they ask you how do you plead in the beginning if you haven't made a claim? Unless you made a claim, then they ask you how do you plead. You're not making a claim. Someone else did. You don't know who that other party is. You're not then making a claim. You're not you're not making a claim when you go to arraignment. You're 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 fulfilling your promise to appear, and then somebody is making a representation by a claimant, but you don't know who that claimant is yet. Okay, and um, for example, like in all cases, in, in the cases that I've ever dealt with, they always ask me, are you the name pretty much? How would you answer that? If they ask you, how are, is your name so-and-so? What's my name? Um, well, I'm an asshole, so I might say something, you know, assholeish back. Like, well, excuse me, Your Honor, if you don't know, uh, what are you doing? Who are you talking to? You know, it, it's up to you. You know, is this your name? Well, it depends on how it's spelled. You know, there's people who know about the all capital letters name thing. Okay, so, you know, let's honor them. Hey, uh, so Your Honor, uh, are, are are you? Uh, here, here's a, here's a question for you. You know about the all caps name uh, issue, right? Yeah. Okay. So here's a question for you, and which I think is pretty fundamental that you could ask the arraignment commissioner. Excuse me, um, commissioner. Uh, has a sentient being, a someone, or a something, been charged? Now, that question has to do with what you're aware of, doesn't it? I believe so. Yeah, because you know that the all caps letter thing is a thing, correct? It ain't you. No, no. No, it's not. Look, whatever your name is, if it's spelled in all capital letters, based on what you're aware of, you know that that is not you, correct? I believe so, yeah. 
Well, okay. You've either, are, are you looking into the all-cap letter name thing or not? Well, I just believe it's a piece of paper that one is uh, given okay. to use. Okay. Uh, there's people who are aware that when your name is, is written in all capital letters, it represents a, um, a construct, a, a, a fiction, a legal fiction, a legal entity, not you. It represents a thing other than you. You're a living, breathing being, living, breathing being, okay? The all caps letter name is, is associated with something that, that doesn't breathe. It doesn't walk. It doesn't talk. It's a thing. So the question becomes, uh, you know, your question was, well, if they, if they ask you a question like, is this your name? Well, uh, it depends on how it's spelled. Well, it's spelled Mark, uh, uh, Mark, M-A-R-K, uh, Ferguson, F-E-R-G, Ferguson, Mark Ferguson. Oh, okay, you're right. Well, are, are the letters in all, cap, uh, all caps? Oh, yeah. Okay, great. So who's being charged? So here's a question, Your Honor. Is a someone or a something being charged? What? Oh, I like that one. I like that one, Rich. That's a yeah. good one. It, it, it does, it, isn't that what it boils down to, though, based on all this, this all-caps letter name nonsense? If you're charging a thing, <laughs> you got the wrong guy. So why are you going to enter the plea for some something that isn't you? I got the wrong guy. So what would I say? I'd probably, again, I'd probably be a jerk and say say something that they don't expect. They'll think I'm a jerk, but I think I'm pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty sharp. They want me to buy into the all caps letter nonsense. They want to double dip. They want to take from the all caps letter name, uh, you know, bucket of money, and then get some from me too. Um, I love you, Rich. Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's Donaldson. I, I, we're not dating, but I still love you. Okay, well, good for you. We're not getting married, dude. <laughs> I, li- I, li- like I, like, I like bumps. <laughs> Guys don't have bumps in the right places for me. So, anyway. Okay, is that good for you? Um, I, I believe Master so. Yeah, Mikey? I'll let somebody, I'll let somebody okay. else get in the call. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, next up, uh, Money Mike. Go ahead, you've been unmuted. All righty, hello. Uh, I got a hello. question for Rich. Um, okay. That, uh, that one, I don't know, was it a code or something you cited earlier, uh, the first 18 words or something? Yes, sir, it's uh, a Rev- California Revenue and Taxation Code. Okay. What do the other, what do the what do the other words say on that one? What? Yeah, because usually I uh, usually when what I do is I, I I make sure the whole thing is all intact uh, instead of just like taking just uh, the like, this, like, like this, the first oh, eighteen okay, words out I'll, of okay, it. Okay, okay, I'll tell you what. 
go over and get it and copy and paste it because I'm not going to go look it up and read the whole damn thing. The only thing I care about is who is identified in the section and the word customer or consumer is not included. So the obligation is imposed on whoever is identified by the word retailer. But the rest of the, the rest of the section is there. Now, here, here's the point. There's a total of six sections with the same 18 words. And, it, and it's right at the top who's required to pay sales tax. Right at the, it's right in the very 18 words. It tells you who's required to pay sales tax. A retailer. I'm not a retailer, neither are you. The um, legislature did not include the word customer or consumer in those sections. So, and I have, I have at least 50 or 60 cases that, that ha- where, where people sued the state of California and lost. You know, it, it's a retailer. Oh yeah, that's 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 understandable. Because uh, the only the only reason why I was saying is because if um, you know, if there's like more than, you know, if there's more more in there, then what I would do is I'd make sure that uh, you know, that if that's if that's what it is on there, fine. But but if it's just just that one little section, and then and then all of a sudden uh, there's there just happens to be something a, a little different in there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. No, 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 it's all okay. about clarity for me. See, I, I look uh, uh, for clarity in things. Okay, it's not here, an here, attack or anything. I apologize. No, 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 uh, no, 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 no. I want, I want, I want to acknowledge something that I appreciate. Okay, it's called due diligence, and it has to do with a caveat, and and I think that's important. What I'm hearing is that you want to be correct, and you want to be comprehensive. And so you prefer hearing or seeing the entire section. Would that be a, a, a fair interpretation? Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, me, person, okay. me personally, I would not. I don't like to limit myself to that stuff. But, you know, I hope you don't take no. that the wrong way. No, so. no, 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 sir. I, I want to acknowledge. I, I, I'm in agreement with you, and I think it's important to verify, especially what I say. If you, if you just run with what I say, you're an idiot. It's important to go track this stuff down and look at it for yourself, okay? Because once you see the words I've seen, here, here's what we then have in common. We both have personal knowledge. That's what I want. I, I want us to, to share a common awareness, but we can't share that common awareness until you see the words I've seen. Once that happens, then we can begin a, a dialogue to determine if we've interpreted what we've seen you know, correctly. But I, I, I think it's a smart idea to have a look-see at the whole thing. Now, uh, I'm speaking, I'm thinking to people who, on, the, on this call who, who get it. If, if this is something important to them, they're going to look it up. And I, I'm doing my best to tell people where to look. So take a look at 6051 of the California Revenue and Taxation Code, and then check out your own state code uh, revenue, and then uh, go ahead and select some local uh, municipal ordinances. You know, pick some of the bigger cities in your, in your state and look at their code 
uh, codes having to do with revenue. It's in there too. So we have both the state law and then the local ordinance, if you will. What you're going to see in a lot of instances is that the, the municipality simply copied and pasted the words from the state law. So don't believe me. Look into it. Discover for yourself, and you'll be able to determine if I'm a liar or not. If I'm a liar, don't listen to me, and, and don't buy my shit, okay? But if I'm telling you the truth, and, and there's a possibility you could save yourself a couple of bucks when you buy your next refrigerator or, you know, tires, uh, you know, maybe you'll, you know, drop a little something in the hat or my guitar case, you know, so I can keep going. You know, I got to buy guitar strings every now and again, and I have to pay for electricity so I can do research and, um, you know, print. Awesome. You know, so just, just awesome. check out your ch check out your local code sections. That's important, all right. But okay. and, and then and then see if it reflects what's written in in California. So use California rules, the stuff I refer to in California, as a guidepost for the similar words or you know language in your own codes. Don't don't use California law. Use your own law. And, 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 and I, what, I, what I'd like for you to be aware of is, and everybody on this call, the stuff that I talk about is unchanging. Murder won't ever change. Murder is murder, period. Okay? There's unchanging cardinal legal principles. It doesn't matter what part of the country you're in. They don't change. That, okay, there's going to be a new vehicle code in 2019. No problem. And in 2020, in 2021, 2022. But you know what? Section 5200 is never going to change. 4000A is never going to change. 12500A is never going to change. They're going to add more stuff around it, but those sections are not going to change. And if you want to know what's going to come at you uh, uh, or what could come at you, take the plate off your car. Take the plate off your car. Okay, and you'll find out what section the police will use to get at you in California. Hey, Californians, wait, heads up. It's 5200 or 5201. Everybody on this call ought to get over to the California Vehicle Code and take a look at 5200 and 5201. You're going to see something pretty interesting there. Now, when you take a look at 5200, and this is what I was talking to someone about before, about an hour before the call, um, I pointed out to them the words. When the department issues to, you know, plates, it, it tells us where they're to be attached. That's what, it, that's what you're going to see. When the department issues the plates. So let's say you get pulled over for no plate on your car. That's your, the, the officer is going to cite 5,200. So let's say you want your day in court, and you go to arraignment, and, you, and uh, even though the commissioner didn't um, uh, cite any crimes, let's say you pled not guilty anyway, and you got a court date. Okay, great. So your court date shows up, and by the way, it's a criminal trial. It's, it's a criminal action because an arraignment is not a part of a civil action. It's part of a criminal action. So let's say it's your turn to, to, to ask the officer some questions. 
the questions I might ask sound like this. Um, so, officer, is it a fact you uh, issued a notice to appear? Yes. And is it also a fact that you cited vehicle code section 5200? Yes. So is it your testimony that um, you did not observe any plates on my car? Yeah, that's correct. Okay, great. Now, officer, do you have personal knowledge of vehicle code section 5200? Now, frankly, I don't care how he answers, but let's give him the benefit of the doubt. And he says, yes. Uh, yes, I do. Okay, very good. So, officer, um, wh when were the plates issued? What? When were the plates issued? What are you talking about, sir? Well, officer, I just asked you if you, did, if you had personal knowledge of vehicle code section 5200. That is the section you cited on the notice to appear. Is that correct? Yeah, it is. And I, and I asked you if you had personal knowledge of that section, and you testified you did. Is that correct? Yeah, I did. Great. When were the plates issued? What? Sir, you didn't have plates on your car. I, I heard what you said, officer. I'm asking you when they were issued. Well, how do I know? Thank you, officer. Officer, I have a question for you. How can you comply with 5200... Unless and until the DMV issues you the plates. What? How do you attach plates you don't yet have? You see, that officer is accusing you of not having plates, but there's no possible way for you to comply with 5200 unless and until the DMV issues them. They have to act first. So what I want to ask that cop is, hey, Mr. Smarty Pants Gunslinger, uh, you claimed I didn't have plates on my car, but I was required to, right? Yeah, everybody knows that. No problem. When did I get the plates? I don't know. You want to tell me how I can uh, attach plates I haven't gotten from the DMV? Well, hey, man, you're required to have them. Okay, smartass. How do you expect me to get them if they haven't sent them to me? You want me to go up to Sacramento and hold a gun to B.B. Jones' head and say, give me the plate? Oh, that's right. There is no B.B. Jones. <laughs> that's right. Never mind. So, officer, what do you want me to do? You want me to go up there and hold a gun to an actual employee's head and demand the plates? They don't even read this stuff. They're running around pretending they know the law. Oh, and by the way, you're being punished before you've even been, you know, uh, accused of anything. Oh, and uh, yeah, you're, you're being imprisoned. You're right to come no, and go. No. As go ahead. The problem is, you know, I, I guess you could, be, you could use that as a uh, situation if you bought a car from a private part. But no, the cars come with the license plates already there. So what, when you go to a back. dealership and buy, I'm sorry. Send them back. Um, here's what I did. Um, I I've, I've sent the plates back and and I've notified the DMV that these plates were issued to um, an applicant who intended to use the device for commercial purposes, which I don't. Um, and, and then uh, promise to pay. I promise to pay uh, upwards of $20 for the proper plates for a citizen to travel non-commercially. 
Guess what? They don't accept the offer. Guess what? No agreement. You want to explain to me how the damn vehicle code applies to me? If I have no contract with the... Here's something parents on this call might be interested in. Um, the, uh, in California, parents believe the children have to have a bicycle helmet to ride their bicycle or, or their kid can get a ticket for not complying with the vehicle code. That's what's going on here in California. The only way that the vehicle code can apply to someone is if they have a contract with it and no one under 18 can make a valid contract. How did that child become obligated to comply with the section about a bicycle helmet? Nobody asks the question. It all has to do with contract law. Now, going back to the, your, your question, Andrew, about um, whether you buy a new car or from a private somebody, it doesn't matter. Those plates were not issued to you. And the party they were issued to didn't actually buy them. That's state property. So if you're not going to use the mechanical device that's propelled by a combustion engine or electric motor for commercial purposes, it would probably be in your best interest to send the state back its stuff so they can issue it to someone who is intending to work in the field of transportation or as the, in the occupation of driver. See, having a plate on my car when I don't do commerce, that's fraudulent because I'm, I'm making a representation I do something I don't do. Now, I'd be willing another, to take... Go ahead, yeah. Take another, I was going to ask you if you want yeah, to take yeah, another yeah, yeah. question. Go, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. All right. Alam, go yeah. ahead. You've been unmuted. <laughs> there you go. Hello, good evening. Hello, hello. And to Hi. the gentleman. I had a question but it was I don't want to take it off the topic, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pass tonight. Uh, I'm listening to what he's saying. So it's okay. another topic dealing with uh uh exfoliation, exfoliation of evidence. You you know you know what that means, sir? Exfoliation he, of evidence? Yes, sir. As a matter of fact, it's a good idea when you write to the chief of police or the head of the um uh, highway patrol or the sheriff, uh, you probably, you know, especially if you have a complaint about a particular officer of the department, you probably want to include something in your correspondence whereby um, you want to notify the chief to um, ensure that the evidence is free from spoliation and damage and et cetera. Are we kind of on the right track here? Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm hey, and, hey. I don't want to, I don't want to, you're doing pretty good, so I'll just, I'll leave it at that. I had other things, but it is not, it's another topic. It, it will go to another topic, and I don't want to do that. Let the call continue. It's almost over. But thank you anyway for, for your, for your opinion. Thank you, sir. Yes, yeah, spoliation. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Yes, foliation of evidence is an important thing. People ought to look into it. What does it mean? Hey, cops lose. Can you spell uh, it? Please. S P O S P O 
Exfoliation. I think you were saying exfoliation, like, you know, when you rub the skin off your skin, off your face. There you go. <laughs> exfoliation. Spoliation. Yeah, it's kind of like spoil, but backwards. Yeah, the the point is the objective is is to ensure you want you, you want to make sure that any evidence doesn't get damaged, lost or go missing. So that's what that word represents is hey hey chiefy, make sure this shit doesn't disappear, okay? We're going to need to talk about it, look at it or whatever. You're going to need to bring it to court. Next. Oh, let's see here. Money Mike, go ahead. You've been unmuted. Yeah, Angela. I just yeah, I, I muted uh, you before so, because there was a lot of noise in the background. Just yeah, like now. I, I try to mute out. Yeah, I try to mute out too in my external. Um, uh, I just want to let you know somebody uh, said told me to say hi to you. Oh, um, Batman, Batman fifty seven. Batman. You, ever, you remember? Okay. You, yeah, you yeah you remember that guy? Remember that guy? Sure. Of course I yeah, do. Yeah, he uh. Yeah, he actually just started up a new call uh, today. Uh, oh, I think he's probably going to get his area. Yeah. You got the so, number and for he it? Might, yeah, he, uh, no, actually, surprisingly, yeah, I don't. Oh. I tried. But it's called, uh, I okay. think it's called uh, Return of Batman 57 or Batman 57 <laughs> Returns. That's cute. But uh, I'll, I'll go over more of the details later tonight on my call. He might stop over, too, so we'll see what happens. All right, and what's the call number for your call, Mike? One four two three zero six. Everyone's a, every, oh my goodness! How was that? Everyone, everyone's invited. Dalton. Everyone's invited. <laughs> oh, that's okay. You can come over too, you little shit. Uh, uh, bring your own beer. <laughs> I'm gonna bring mine. All right. All right, thanks, Mike. Yeah. Oh, goodness. A new one. Trigger eight eight eight. That's a new one. Okay. All right, Rich. Do you wanna uh close it out with anything? Well, in in conclusion, thanks thanks so much for having me on. I, I appreciate you um you know having me on here to talk about all this stuff and I really hope that you know people look into this stuff. It's all um accessible. If you have a computer and internet access you can easily verify everything I've said. It's not rocket science, and um, uh, if but it, uh, there, there's a tremendous amount of information I posted at my website, which is thelawsalon.net. It, it's all lowercase, uh, no spaces. And if you want to look at the driving stuff, um, then it's thelawsalon.net forward slash drive .html. And then all you need to do to get to other pages in the string is change the word drive. Leave everything else. So there's drive. Change the word drive to license. You'll see what's on that page. And then just scroll down to the bottom, hit the next, and you'll go to the next page. And if you'd like to take a look at some of my... Uh, research materials, which I hope you do. I, this is what I do for a living. This is how I earn. And um, it's, it's just change the word drive or license to research and uh, have a look, see what's there. You'll, you'll also see some of my accomplishments, uh, successes I've had 
properly applying the law. There's some um, receipts there from national retailers where I paid no sales tax and I don't have a special card. Uh, I'm not a jobber. And um, I, it, there's, there's other evidence of stuff um, that I've accomplished uh, at, at that particular page. If you'd like to take a look at some uh, slideshows and videos I've done, um, just change the word research to my tube. The hell with you, Google and YouTube. The, Google is a traitor. They're anti-American. What they're doing is, is bad. It's very, very bad. They, they suspended the health ranger, Mike Adams. They suspended his channel. Really? And that yeah, and that guy is, t is teaching people how to be healthy. Anyway, uh, so MyTube, I have a bunch of videos and slideshows I put together. So MyTube is lowercase and no spaces. And uh, again, if you'd like to contact me with a question or comment or uh, where to send your donations, uh, proper at thelawsalon.net. So again, thank you, uh, Angela, and thank you, everybody, for taking time out of your day to stop by. I hope I said something you can use. Well, thank you for coming on and sharing your information and giving us your time and energy. We appreciate it very much, and we'll do it again, I'm sure, in the not-too-distant future, hopefully. All right, everybody. I guess we'll call it a night. It's been fun. Uh, I don't know who I have scheduled for next. Let me see who do I have scheduled for next Thursday. Uh, what is that? March, March 29th. Christopher Gronsky is scheduled. And then um, April 5th, we have Dan Benham coming on. So that should be good. Everybody's good that comes on. It's always so much fun. I, I, I promise I'm going to get everybody together for a roundtable discussion. I don't know, you know, we can't get everybody, but I mean, uh, we'll get a, a fair amount of people to come to come contribute to that conversation when the time comes. All right, everybody. Have fun and have a great weekend and we'll see you next time. I love you. Take care of each other. Good night. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus.